Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines. Plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Come on, Bobby. Welcome to Wednesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Ah! How's everybody doing? Good. Hey, hey man. Everybody feeling good? Yeah. yeah. Feeling prime. Why? What's what's up? Well. You got some bad news or what? I, I got I to gotta share some stuff with you. What? No. It looks like today we got to not do our 5A segment because we got to get guests coming in. Lunchbox, you're in luck. John Brennan's coming in in a few minutes. Whoa. Let's go. Get, hey, just go to commercial. No. <laughs> so. Go. John Brennan is from Real World Los Angeles. Yes. He's also a country singer, but he was in the news because the story was about him driving Uber, still trying to make it as a country singer. And I was like, I love the dedication. And Lunchbox is like, no, I love him. We're bringing him in. He's coming in in like 15 minutes. Okay? We're going to do the mailbag. Let's do this now. Let's go. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. Every time my wife has a hangover, she wants me to treat her like she's really sick and cater to her. Mm. However, I don't feel bad for her when she has a hangover because she did it to herself. Why should I treat her like she's actually sick? If she has a cold or a fever, I'd be there to wait on her, hand and foot. But the last time I was sick, she just got me some cold meds. So should I take extra good care of her when she has a hangover? Or should I just let her learn her lesson? Signed, the husband nurse. I'll say I've never had a hangover, but I feel like if I had a hangover, I would not let people know I had a hangover. I would just act like I had flu symptoms. Oh, uh, there's no chance. But we know. It's not we the know. same? Okay. No, no. Yeah. See, I don't you, know. We know you went out the night before, yep. so all of a sudden the flu didn't just kick in. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to check out of this one because obviously I don't know what I'm talking about, uh, but I would just act like I had COVID or flu or something or diarrhea for a long time and then not come out. But that's me. <laughs> Amy, what would you do here? I think, is this more about how they actually treat each other when they're sick? Like, does he have resentment because she just got him cold medicine? Um, But I guess when it comes to the hangover, it is her doing. (laughs) Like, I think he could try to help her in whatever way, but he doesn't have to go above and beyond as if she were to have, if she had a virus or something, you know? If five is taking care of somebody on their deathbed and one is, okay, just throw some cold medicine at you, where do you put it? Uh, For hangover? Like, like for a, to take care of somebody with a hangover. You're yeah, 
2.5. You still care. Okay. You still help, but you don't have to go all out. Okay. Eddie. Guys, a hangover is still sickness, man. It's a headache, dude, that's throbbing. Sometimes you're still nauseous. You got to throw up sometimes. It's brutal. You can't continue with your day. So just because you went out and had a good time, you're still sick. And a little bit of tender loving care would be nice from your spouse. So what would you advise him? I say take care of her, dude. Hand and foot. Absolutely. She's sick. Okay, it is, what, alcohol poisoning or whatever, hangover. But it's she's, still poisoning, she's it sounds still like. still sick. <laughs> I mean, I guess, did she deserve to, to tie one okay, on? Okay, well, what if, okay. Yeah, true. You know, like, and also, she, what if you get food poisoning? And you, you're like, you well, ate if it. you eat sushi, you know, there's... <laughs> no, that's no, no, different, no, 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 man. No, okay, no, no, that's no, no. an accident. Going out the lunchbox? Look, my wife, a couple months ago, we went to a party, and she was on the bathroom floor all night long. Did I take care of her? Absolutely not. I was tired. <laughs> I needed to go to bed. So she laid on the bathroom floor. She was puking, and I just went in. And I was like, hey, you okay? Yeah, I'm just going to lay here for a minute. All right, good. You decided to lay there. I'm going to go to bed. In the morning, I woke up, and she stayed in bed till like 11. She came out of the bedroom. was like, no, got to go back in. Didn't see her till 2 o'clock. And the kids were like, hey, where's mama? And I'm like, she's not feeling well. Did I take care of her? No. She can handle that on her own. Just lock her in the bedroom. You go do your thing. And when she's ready to come out, she can come out. Locker in the bedroom? <laughs> yes. That, you just leave her in the bedroom. You don't have to leave her is different than locker, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have to you, you don't have to take yeah. care of her. Got it. But, but you it, just leave her alone and don't bother her. So and I maybe cover for her even. Yeah, I, cover for her. You gotta put, you've had a hangover too. And so not you, but just generally. Yes. And you want somebody to cover for you, but you don't have to wait hand and foot. Right. And then you know, so then she comes out around two o'clock and the you know, she's like, I'm alive. I think we've officially not helped him because everybody said something different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, as the <laughs> Uh, impartial person who doesn't even know what a hangover feels like, I'm going to have to side with the person who's had the most experience with them and with people that have had them, and that's probably Lunchbox. Probably. Yeah. So I'm going to go lock her in a room. room. (laughs) (laughs) You can cover for her, but you don't have to wait hand and foot, and it shouldn't take you off. The good thing about having food poisoning or alcohol poisoning, I'll use food poisoning here, is you know it's going to be over and you're not going to get sicker and you know when it's done. There's a shelf life of food poisoning. Yeah, but if she likes has a favorite food, you can order that and go pick it up. Like, yeah, I mean, you can be kind, but you don't want to wait hand. Yeah, you don't right. have to like go out of your so, way yeah. to do extra special things like get flowers. Oh, I'm sorry, you're feeling not bad. Flowers. But well, she needs Gatorade. Get her some Gatorade. If it's not bothersome to your schedule, right? right. Okay. <laughs> we got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Lunchbox never gets excited about guests. I mean, maybe five times in the history of the show. He is so excited that John Brennan is coming in, who was on Real World Los Angeles. He's one of the OGs, season two. Season two, man. But that's not why he's coming in. To me, I just saw that he's a country singer, but he's like supporting himself. He's driving Uber. He's got a regular job as he still tries to do it. But he's like, a reality show kind of hurt me more than it did anything. So we're going to talk to him about that. One of Lunchbox's heroes comes in next. John Brennan here, Bobby Bones Show. It's a Bobby Bones Show interview. In case you didn't know. His name's John Brennan. Lunchbox, would you like to set up John Brennan? Oh. He's walking in. Oh, man. Real world, Los Angeles. I mean, it used to be called California. Second season of Real World ever. I mean, this is huge. He was the cowboy on the the show. He, I mean. And dude, why is he in here today? Uh, because there was a story about him in People Magazine. Because when you're on the real world, people want to know what's going on with you, even though it's been 30 years. It's yeah, so cool. and he's he lives here. He lives here. And he was... He still is trying to have a career in country music. Yeah. And he's... And, I mean, we reached out to him. We're like, dude, you got to get up here. He doesn't know the story, though. 
he drives an Uber. <laughs> no, I know and that. He's trying to like stay afloat as he tries to build this career. Yeah, man. Yeah. But we're we're here to talk about real world. Well, no, we're doing we're here to do both. <laughs> and he, we played some of his song last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. But it mostly a, you want real world? Yeah. Okay. This is so cool. He's dude. so excited. He's so excited. He doesn't care about a single guest. No, not a single I one. mean, his laptop's closed. Right. John <laughs> Brennan is here. All right, let's go. go. On the Bobby Bones Show now, John Brennan. We have a lot of celebrities, famous people, interesting people to come by. Lunchbox does not care about any of them. Hey, come on in, John. Hey, hey. Have a seat over here. Right there. Oh, that microphone right there is good for you. Good to meet you, my friend. John hey, John. Good to see you. Hi, Amy. I, nice I think this will yeah. be... Yeah. Lunchbox Woo! cares because he is such a massive yeah. fan of Real World. Yeah. Here. This is crazy. Biggest fan ever. Yeah. Lunchbox, do you recognize John? Yeah. Yeah. John, your, your microphone's right hey, there, buddy. Let me tell you, John's bigger than I thought. Like taller? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's been a while. You know, real world was a long time ago. You can have but, to see John, yeah. And he was he was young. He was like 18 on the show. So How old were you? 10 or 11, 12 maybe. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I didn't realize how big. I mean, he's a big dude. Yeah. He's always, you always been tall, huh, John? I've grown a As lot. As an adult, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, I've yeah, grown yeah. a lot in the last, you know, many years. But when I was on the show, I was about three three inches shorter. And oh. he's got a cowboy hat on. That's probably a big part of it, too. No, no, no. Dude. What? Did you never watch the show? I've never seen I mean, no. Oh, I used to love it. I mean, I wasn't as obsessed as Did he wear a cowboy hat on That was his thing, man. Yeah, got you, it. it you, he looks the same. No, he looks the same. very much the same, yes. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Okay, Lunchbox, what's your first question? Because I have I stuff, mean, too. But was we, real world everything I think it was? Like, was it the most amazing experience <laughs> It was amazing. It was amazing. Now you got to remember, we were we were first. I'm the right, eighth no, no. reality star. Wait, ever. that's the first season. Ever. You were on the first season ever. First, no, first show ever. I was on okay. season two. Season two, but wow, what, that's what, still early. Wow. But yeah. what I'm saying, he was back when it was like real, real. Like there wasn't like people in public didn't know who they were when they were going out with cameras. Towards the end, people would go looking for the cameras and try to start stuff. This was like groundbreaking. Started reality TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, why'd you do it? So I was a student at Belmont University, and they did this this first version in New York City, the true story of seven strangers picked to live in a house to find out what happens when people stop being polite and start being real, the real world. That's the tagline. That's the opening. Yeah. That's our op- so awesome. And so they said, you know what, we're going to do this again in Los Angeles, 1992. Did you watch season one? No, I didn't. Got it. I didn't. I was doing, you know, Garth Brooks, Alan Jackson, Brooks and Dunn were tearing up the charts. So MTV said, go to Nashville, find us a country music singer. Found me at Belmont. You want to be on MTV? Not really. Well, let me tell you about the show we did. You're going to live in this house. We're going to tape it. It's going to be on MTV, you know, trying to impress me. And I literally said to the guy, I said, that doesn't sound very interesting. This is not going to work. And so, you know, here we are 30 years later. Reality is the biggest genre that there is in entertainment. And so they said, you want to be, you know, in Los Angeles, on in California on MTV? And I said, not really. I want to stay here in Nashville and work on country music. Were you playing music? Yeah, I was yeah. doing country music. Got it. That's why I went to Belmont and, mm-hmm. you know, thought I'm right here on Music Row. And dang, I'm going to be getting my foot in the door. Little did I know I was going to be in Los Angeles living with, you know, weird people. Why did you end up saying yes? What was the fact? What, what made you go? The producer finally just said, do you realize that you're going to have this huge fame and, and what that's going to do when you can go back and, and the public going to already know you and then they're going to you know be interested in your music. And I thought, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So that made it really interesting all of a sudden. And so you moved to L.A. What was that like for you? Yeah, I mean, L.A. was kind of crazy. They cast me because they wanted the, the, the Kentucky boy. I'm from Kentucky that, you know, was sheltered and never been anywhere. 
But my daddy worked for the FBI, so I was born in Wisconsin, lived in Phoenix and Baltimore. But they wanted the story of this guy. Uh, they already never, had a narrative they did, before they you even a, got there. But they found out real fast that, you know, that I was pretty likable compared to the other people I was living with, right, Lunchbox? Yeah, and that's what's <laughs> crazy. Is, and they, like, you have people from all different backgrounds, so, you know, they fight, and it was just like, oh, man, it was, it's so intense. How much did, did you make a lot of money? Back then? Back then, we made $200 a week. I lived there for 22 weeks. They paid us less than $5,000 for 22 episodes. Wow. Which aired for 10 years. Oh. Wow. He is convinced if you just do a season of that show, you end up famous and set. No, no. Right. That, that was my thought when I growing up. I used to watch it and think, I'm going to be on that show. In yeah. my life, I'm going to become super famous. Right. Well, you, w- you would be super famous. That, that happened. Kim Kardashian used to watch The Real World, and she said, that's what I want to do. So you're welcome, America, The Real World. And Thank you very much, John. Appreciate that. Yeah, I'm yeah. the Kardashians of the 90s. <laughs> so that show, you come off of it. Did you have success in country music immediately? Was there, was there a, a, a base of folks that followed you to music immediately after? Yeah. I, I ended up opening for Alabama, the New York State Fair, Pennsylvania State Fair, opened for George Jones, opened for Shenandoah, opened for... Clay Walker, open for Kenny Chesney. And it was, hey, come see this big, huge star. And by the way, the guy from the real world on MTV is opening for him. Mm. And so, and then I played a lot of shows by myself. All of the 90s, I was on a tour bus on the road going, you know, all over the United States. And people were like, wow, dude, when's your record going to hit? And I'm like, I hope soon. You know, I had, I had, um, Winona Judd's manager was managing me. I got signed to a major record label. And then they signed this guy named Tracy Adkins and dropped me. And apparently in the 90s, if your name was Tracy, you got a record mm. deal. And so, anyway, I can't really listen to Honky Tonk Badonka Donk anymore because I tear up a little <laughs> bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, so just the, the ebbs and flows of the music business. And um, I, I, yeah, seriously, I, I was in Nashville doing great things. So you're playing all these shows. Do you start to feel the real world stuff kind of fade off after a while? It took a long time, it, you know, because there's 40 seasons of the real world now. That's so awesome. There was only two. And so while they were, they were premiering the third and the fourth one, they were unveiling those one week at a time, but they were showing a marathon of ours. Mm-hmm. Could you do like appearances? Yeah. Like then to go oh, yeah. do some, get a couple bucks to do an appearance oh, yeah. somewhere? Yeah. We went to a lot of colleges and, you know, a couple guys from the real world are here. And so it'd be a campus event. And- what would they, what they present you as on the show? How so? I don't know what because again, these reality shows have a narrative they want they, in their mind already. Yeah. How did they make you look? And did you feel like oh, it he was, was completely sh- authentic yeah. to who you were? He was the sheltered kid. Right. Didn't drink. Didn't hook up. Right. But is that you true? Know? Was that true? Yeah, that is true. But well, I mean, I don't know how sheltered I was, but that that was definitely the narrative. Was this is the story? I mean, I was the main character of our season. It was how is John going to respond to Los Angeles? Yeah, I how- guess. Did you watch it and go? Oh, they kind of tricked me with how they edited it and how they what they, the scenarios they put me in. My roommates felt that way about themselves. I didn't. Um, I mean, I was the I was the aspiring country singer from Kentucky, so I wore my hat all the time. And you know, I that who stands I really out was. alone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially you know, I, in Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, how many country singers wearing a cowboy hat or walking around L.A. with an MTV camera following them? Did you sing on the show? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I met I met Ronnie Dunn back in the '90s. He's like, "You sing my song on MTV." I said, "Yes, I did. Yes, That's I did." Awesome. And you know, I, I haven't gotten any kudos from that, but <laughs> yeah. So you are touring hardcore. Are you wondering at some point, like, what's is this ever going to work? Or because yeah. it doesn't work for a lot of most people, it doesn't work for. Well, to be honest with you, reality was such a new genre, nobody could get it. I actually had a, a big-time player in Nashville here go, man, I mean, you're you're a great singer, but 
how are we going to go from an MTV star to a country star? And I said, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm a country singer. It's why I got put on the show. And they couldn't make that leap. They only were seeing you as a reality person, not for what you really were. And they didn't even know what a reality person was. Mm-hmm. Not only that, I guess MTV, because like the music right, is did, totally different than country. Right. But now if you're on a reality show and you come to Nashville, hey, let's capitalize on that and let's mm-hmm. start selling records. You think it was held against you for a long time? I think it was, I don't know, held against me. It was, it was confused. They didn't know what to do with me. What would you tell them to do with you? Make a record, put yeah. it on the radio, put me on tour. I mean, that's half the battle nowadays is, oh, there's a new singer. Well, what do they look like? Well, what are they like? I'm the kid next door. I mean, people, people all the time stop me on the street and they're like, man, I feel like I know you. When I heard your voice, I knew who you were. And it's like, I grew up with you. Do you feel like that you became resentful of the industry because they couldn't make that transition from reality guy to country star? Did you feel like you were good enough? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I sing great. <laughs> but I just feel like it took a long time for people to realize that, oh, this is John from the real world. But remember, he was a country singer. He's always been a country singer. And there was no social media to learn more about him, I guess, too. Right. At that time. That's right. what's crazy. Nothing even yeah. close. Is you never knew what happened to these people afterwards because there wasn't Wikipedia. There wasn't, oh, look at my Instagram. Yeah. And so you, I would sit there and be like, man, whatever happened to Beth? You know what I mean? And then, oh, the challenge is coming. <laughs> and oh, Road Rules versus Real World. And Beth's on it. <laughs> you know those he did, on it, he did so, a couple of them. So the backstory on that is, which, you know, uh, about a year ago. All I, stars? I, I got, well, I got all this. I got all these, you know, messages from friends saying, Lunchbox is talking about the Real World reunion on the Bobby Bones oh, show. Oh, yeah. So I started tweeting you. And I'm like, oh. Lunchbox, follow me back. Wait, you didn't. He's on the real world. And you didn't follow him back. Well, yeah. I mean, I, well, I must admit, look, I, I you I, didn't know it was him. No, 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 I don't check my Twitter a lot. Yeah. Well, I'm on Instagram's my big Bobby. You don't follow me back either, but I don't. Yeah, I didn't know who you were. If I'm being honest, because <laughs> I didn't watch, watch the, I didn't watch the like, show. I talk about it it's all the time. It's, well, it's part. It's the hugest. Part I saw of like a little bit of New Orleans or something. Oh, and then yeah. I oh, saw the guy one. who threw the bunny in the river or something. Yeah, that was Seattle. That was Seattle. David. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I know you all about it, man. Wow, lunchbox. You are you are a real world trivia, but I love. I love the real world. Yeah. I, I, lo- I loved it. I, wow. The reason I know who you are is because we're, I was reading the story, and I don't remember if it was a news story or if it was you talking about it, and you were like, I think I, being on the real world hurt me a little bit, and I've had to do a lot of things in order to keep my country music career going, and I was like, that's pretty admirable. Like, the guy has a dream, yeah. and at times, yeah, stuff sucks, and you got to figure out ways to make it happen yeah. while it's not happening. What was that story? Well, I mean, if, if, the real, if I was on the real world today, it, I, I mean, it, No, I mean, what was that story I read? Oh, you're probably reading People Magazine. People, what, last week, People Magazine did a What Is John Doing Now? Mm. And I think that was a, 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 a you know a, a story that you guys came across. That's and, probably what it was then. Yeah, I think it was, was because, like, for Lunchbox, for example, Bobby, we know he thinks that if you're on a, the real world or reality TV, that your life is just set after that. And you were explaining yeah. that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, well, nowadays... They get paid a lot of money. All Heck that yeah. money that, that Mike the Situation and Snooky made, that's my money. I should be having that. Oh. Let's sue him. Let's write a song about it. <laughs> now, now, have, have they ever reached out to you or you reached out to them saying, hey, I'd love to come back on Challenge All-Stars because they bring, like, you know, Beth went back. I mean, they bring these people back from the old seasons <laughs> and it, yeah. it, it's a lot shorter season because they have right. real jobs and families. So it's like three weeks, three and a half weeks of filming instead of eight weeks of filming. Yeah. Have you any interest? Uh, uh, I started the challenge. I was on. I, 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 I get that. I, I was on. Uh, so what happened is they they flew two of my roommates to Nashville, 
and we got in a Winnebago at the airport. They drove to my house in Owensboro, Kentucky, and we drove to Los Angeles in a Winnebago. And those were the first two episodes of our real world season in 1993. And they went, wow, those episodes were incredible. We're going to do a whole spinoff season called Road Rules. Awesome. And so that was in the Winnebago. And then some years later, they had the real world versus road rules, and they would compete together. And that has that, the real world versus road rules challenge. I was on the first challenge. Inferno 2. And in fact, yeah, that was number 10. <laughs> I was on 1, 5, and 10. <laughs> You're cracking me up, Lunchbox. And so I, this is what I always say. I always say, you know, I started, I started the real world because, you know, the first season sucked. And I started Road <laughs> Rules, and I started the challenge. And so I'm this I'm this huge MTV star, but all I ever really wanted to do is sing on the Grand Ole Opry. <laughs> and you finally got to do that. I did get to do let's that. Let's talk about it in a second. Okay, let me, let me, let's reset this for a second. We're going to come back. Uh, John Brennan's here, who you may know John, as Lunchbox does. From Real World California, re- later renamed Los Angeles. <laughs> wow. It wasn't even the real, it wasn't Los well, Angeles. Well, because then they had San Francisco, they had LA, so they had to rename it. Got it. And then I read a story in People Magazine, and I was like, I like this guy because he's still going at it, even though he's got to do other things to keep making sure he can still go at it. Uh, So we'll come back. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what. God, if you show me, God, if you tell me, God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. 
I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now, John Brennan. How do you feel about the real world now? Well, you know, the, the popularity of reality TV has grown so much that people get cast on a reality show. They, they don't act in, with a lot of integrity. Now it's like, oh, I'm going to ham it up because I'm famous. All, and so I, yeah. I watch reality TV. I'm like, man, you're, you're a poser. You're not really being true. Do you have any resentment toward the real world itself? No, I mean, the real world gave me a platform. I wouldn't be here on the Bobby Bones show today mm-hmm. without, you know, the real world. I'd just be another singer in Nashville. Do you get tired of talking about it? There was a time where I kind of did because I didn't want to be the guy from the real world. I wanted you to know me from, hey, you're John Brennan, the singer. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just like, you know what? That's who I am. That's who the, the public got introduced you know, me too. And so I, I'm just like, yeah, I'm that guy. I was a pretty likable guy on there. So I, I can embrace it. Do you like him? Yeah, not, that's what I'm saying. And it was cool to like, you, you think that the narrative that they had is this small town kid. You know what I mean? He's being exposed to everything. You're like, wow. That is, and he was only, he was 18. Yeah. So everybody else can go out to the bars and it's like him. He's like, oh, I can't really. And he you didn't drink, any, but he didn't no. drink anyway. Yeah. What did your parents think at 18? Right. You're going that's to- what I was going to say. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, mom, dad, you know, that really expensive school uh, in Nashville that you got a loan that I could, you know, go there. And, and yeah, I'm going to drop out after one semester and I'm going to move to Los Angeles and be on the MTV, that network that we, you know, have blocked on our cable. <laughs> it's like, wow. they, and they, you know what they said? Go make a great opportunity. Oh, something. that's cool. Yeah. My did they watch it? Awesome. Oh, my mom has the VHS tapes. Did, all of them. Did still. they like how you were portrayed? Yeah, they did. And so you finish the show, you come back, you're touring. How about a, a record deal? Did, did you sign a record deal? Signed a record deal. With? With Capitol Records. So a big label? A big label. And what what did you think was going to happen when you signed with Capitol Records? So at this time, um, the Judd's manager who managed them for all of their career was managing me. Uh, I had a booking agent that worked Garth for his whole career, a guy named Joe Harris. And he's gone on to be in heaven, but a wonderful, wonderful man. I was riding around on on a big, long Silver Eagle tour bus opening for Alabama, and I was signed to a major record label. I thought I was going to be the next big thing. Did you have any hits? Well, I recorded some songs. But like that, that, that made it at radio? No, we never released to radio. You never released a single to radio? Not back then. Why? They just never got around to it. They they signed another act, and they went with them, and, and you know, hey, we're, we're going we're gonna to free you up to go and— Every label in town's going to try to scoop you up. Well, that, they didn't. And so I just, you know, kept on plugging, kept on plugging. And then eventually I, uh, I went back to Kentucky and I started leading music in my church. And you were in the ministry for a long time. Yeah, 20 years. And you, did you do music the whole time? Like, yeah. was that your thing? It was like- I, I, I had a dual role. You know, I was doing music on Sundays and I was a youth pastor throughout the week. Mm. Did you do summer morning when this <laughs> life is over? I fly away. I always like to always spell or like O apostrophe E R. Or yeah, I actually sang that song in a church in Nashville last week. So, oh, you, wow. so he does know that one. It's a little something I know, you know. Um, so you're in ministry, but are you, are you ever thinking I want to get back in and really dedicate myself to country music again? Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to. I wanted to badly and. And I kept having the itch. And every time I drive from Alabama to Kentucky to see family, I drive right through Nashville and I go, man, I got to get back here. Like, mm-hmm. like this is where my desire, my goals are. And what what so, brought you back? 
just uh, just honestly, uh, a few years ago, MTV rang me and said, uh, we're going to put oh. everybody back together for uh, a homecoming. Would you be interested in moving back in the same exact house in California with your roommates? And I said, are you crazy? Yeah, I'll do that. Sure. Okay, well, will you help us convince your roommates to do it? Because some of them don't want to do it. And so, long story short, we moved back in the same house for three weeks. Did you see that? I watched a little bit of it, didn't catch all of it. Wait, you're wow. Mr. Diehard. Yeah. Listen, man, listen. What happened, Lunchbox? You became a dad or something? Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. I don't have as much free time. Yes, you do. You take four-hour naps. But anyway, <laughs> was it as I, I, hard as when you're I, wait, older? I have more yeah, yeah, music yeah, we're questions still in real this. quick. Yeah. I'll come back to you. Hold on one second. But we just, you just, no, no, you, okay. No, 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 I'll get a question here. Got it. So you're, you're doing that, and then do you move back to Nashville after that? So I moved back to Nashville. Uh, I kept coming in and out and, you know, was kind of not fully entrenched. And so, uh, yeah, af- after the uh, the reunion, I, I thought was going to be my next big shot in the arm, like with the public. And uh, it didn't turn out to be quite as watched because diehard fans he were didn't watch watching the, sh- <laughs> mm-hmm. the show. And so, you know, I just Eesh. said, you know what? It's on you, man. Go record some songs and just get back to Nashville and just say... I'm all in. One more shot. I mean, I'm all in. I'm just. This is what. This is what I want to do. This is where I feel comfortable. This is where my goals are, and here I am. You made your Opry debut last this year. It was last July, 2022. Right, a right. year ago. So, how did how did that work out? How'd you get the call? So, John Conley, Opry member, uh, legend, fam- Ro- rose colored glasses. Yeah, yeah. rose colored glasses had a number one hit called "I'm Only in It for the Love" back in 1984. I love the song. Been listening to country music my whole life. And so he's from Versailles, Kentucky. I had opened for him in my hometown and um, somebody played him my version of that song. And he goes, well, I really love that. And they said, well, uh, glad that you like it. He's dying to sing this on the Opry with you. And he goes, well, this was a Tuesday. He goes, well, you tell him to come on Friday. And so Friday night he called me out and said, uh, uh, y'all make welcome John Brennan. They gave me a nice little golf clap because they'd been asked to. And I walked out there and, they, and John Connolly goes, John, why don't you tell them who you are? And I said, okay, well, before there was Survivor and the Kardashians, there was me on MTV's The Real World. And you could just hear it across the Grand Ole Opry House. They're like, oh my gosh, it's John. That's the guy from The Real World. And so they gave me a a good clap then. Did you feel good? Oh, yeah. I mean, I told John Connolly in his dressing room, I said, said, "Um, do you think they'll let me stand in the circle when I sing? And he said, well, I'll tell you what. I stand in the circle all the time. I'll just step out and I'll put your microphone stand there in a circle and you just sing there. That's awesome. And I was like, are you kidding me? First how, of all, he was, was so, well, he was so gracious and nice to do that. He didn't have to do that. And the nicest guy in the world, if you've ever met John Conley. But it was incredible. I mean, as a full house, I'm standing there singing a great song uh, with a great artist and just standing there in the circle of the ground. I mean, it's every singer's dream, right? We played a clip. And some of your song, True Story, the other day we were talking about you. Thank you. And so, Ray, would you play a little bit of this? True story, I'm living in. I've been lost and I've been found and I will not pretend. So tell me about the song. What's the message of the song? So, I, I mean, I think I know it, but I'd like to hear it from well, you. Well, uh, first of all, I, I, I co-wrote this song and uh, it's, it's a true story about my parents. Uh, and then, you know, I'm known for my little tag. Uh, from the real world. It, Do you know a, his tag? You know, what? Oh, boy. Come on I, now, I don't know what you know your tag. I don't know uh, what a tag is. Oh, you the, know what a tag is. This no. is the true story. Of seven strangers picked to live in a house. But when they asked me to do that in, on the real world, they said, John, sing that in your most Dwight Yoakam voice. So I got about three lines into it, and they took one little clip, and they, this is the true story, and then me going, true story. I mean, for like years, people would say, hey, come up and say, 
True story. Say true story. So I wrote this song called True Story, but it has nothing to do with the real world show. It's a true story about my life and my parents. But I thought, you know what? That'd be, you know, a little snarky to to put true story as as my song. And I'm I'm, I'm proud I'm proud of that song and uh, it's doing really well on Positive Country Radio. It's actually uh, starting to enter the mainstream radio chart and uh, I I love it. I'm I'm really proud of of how it's turned out. People- that's That's super cool. We host a national countdown show that's played in like a few hundred cities. And we're actually going to feature that song, and it's. Thank you. Let's go! Are you? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Lunchbox, can you be my hype man? Exactly. Scared me actually. Yeah. Uh, We have a spotlight artist of the week. We always spotlight a song nationally, and we're going to put your song "True Story" in there. I'm so honored. And and play it nationally. Man, thank you. Yeah, it's really awesome, and and love that you're you're still going right. Like, because there's in life generally there's a lot of reason to quit doing a lot of things. Yeah. And if you love it, and you find a way to keep doing it. Either it works out or you're doing something you love anyway. Yeah. And that's also a win. I love it. I mean, it's, there's so many cool things that happen because of this. Um, like I was, I, I'm, I drive Uber. So I'm driving past Zany's last night, uh, yesterday afternoon with, uh, with, with some passengers. And I see a friend of mine's name on, on the marquee. So Theo Vaughn is, is, you know. Oh yeah. He's good road rules. Yeah. He started on road rules. That's right. He yeah, started he's... on road. Wait, you know, road rules, but you don't know the real No, world. I know Theo. I saw him at a restaurant. So I, but I only know him from TikTok. So I texted him. I'm like, hey, dude, if you're in Nashville, I want to come to your show. And my passengers go, did you just text Theo Vaughn? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He was on the road rules, and and he's a friend of mine from way back. And they were freaking out. So last night I went and saw Theo Vaughn. But, you know, there's this network of, of for instance, when, when I'm at Garth Brooks for the second time, he remember he goes, we, we've met before. And I'm like, That's yeah. a good impression. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's a good impression. Like, hey, 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 John, how you doing? I'm like, hey, Garth. And he's like, we, we've, we've met before. I'm like, yeah, we've met. And so, you know, one day I'm sitting there and uh, I'd look at my Instagram messages and, and Shooter Jennings with a blue check mark text me and, he, and, and similar to what Lunchbox just said, are you going to be on these reunions? Are you going to be on That's cool. All Stars? And I'm like... Shooter's Wayland's son. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. And so... And good producer, but... but oh, yeah. a Grammy Award winning yeah. producer. Yeah, yeah. So I immediately messaged him back. I said, is this Shooter Jennings? Because I need you to know something. I only sing country music because my dad loved your dad. And he, he says, I'm a big fan of you on the real world. And uh, if you ever come to Los Angeles, look me up. I'm like, man, I never come to Los Angeles anymore. A few months later, John, will you come to a, a reunion for the real world in, in, in Los Angeles? And so I said, yes, and I'll talk my roommates into it and let's go. And so I, I, I texted Shooter and I said, man, I don't want to fly with my guitar. I mean, it's, you know, I'm really careful with it. Airlines aren't. So you got a guitar I can use? He's like, yeah, you can use my dad's guitar. So I'm playing Waylon's guitar on MTV. Mm-hmm. That's rock star right there. That's wow. crazy. <laughs> Lunchbox, what, what would you like to ask? I'll give you a few more minutes. Yeah, I got a couple more questions. I'm going to give you two more questions. Oh, man, that's not enough. Three. You got three. Okay, it may be All a right. run-on question. Go ahead. So at the end of every season, you see them like, oh, the cab's here. Oh, who's this cab for? And they take them to the airport, you know, to fly away. Yeah. Do you guys really go to the airport? Because I've always been like, man, that's so sad. You go to the airport after having this so much fun. Or is it they, the cab drives away, and then you guys get together and do press? Well, uh, 30 years ago, the very last scene of my 22-episode season was me walking through the airport in Los Angeles towards a, song, uh, a sign that says, to Nashville. John's going to Nashville. And then credits rolling as the end of our season. Nowadays, so that, that was true. See, that was true. Nowadays, it's not. It's like, okay, we want you to sit on this couch. We want you to turn this way and now say this to Lunchbox. And I'm like, that's not reality. That's not what we did back in the day. So, you know, everything's changed. Go ahead, number two. (laughs) 
on the challenges when you would do those, like now they've turned into more like competitions, and it it used to be just party, party, party. Yeah. Um, is there were those more fun than the real world? Not as much fun. More what, fun. Did, more yep. fun. The challenges are more fun because you're actually doing stuff, and and in the real world, you just you just sitting there waiting for the next argument. Final question, lunchbox. <sighs> Man, I I I have so many. After you get off the real world, back in the day, there wasn't cell phones, there wasn't social media. Right. Did you stay in touch with your roommates, or did it go like years? I didn't talk to them, and then once social media came around, yep. you got back in contact. Exactly what happened. I mean, we talked once a year on the phone. There was no texting. Uh, very little. It, it took Facebook. When Facebook came out, we all kind of reconnected. Thank you. Who are you closest oh, no, to? No, that's three. You can have one. Uh, let me let me roll Bonus. this into it. I'm gonna say maybe Beth, because I'm gonna talk about his podcast. You and Beth have yeah, a podcast. That's yeah. great segue. Yeah. See, I, yeah. I, I know what you got going there. Oh, yeah. I knew that. What's it called? <sighs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's called Getting Real with John and Beth. And yeah. well, what do you guys do on this? We talk about reality TV. We talk about exactly what we just we talk about what it was like then versus what it's like now. We have reality stars on there. We talk about music and we talk because Beth's a music lover and I'm a musician. And uh, we're actually going to have Shooter on uh, pretty soon. And we talk about current events. So we just, you know, we just talk about life. Getting Real with John and Beth. You should check it out, Lunchbox. I'm going to check it out. Do you know how to download a podcast? Uh, yeah, you go to the iHeartRadio app and just search podcasts. It's there. It's right? there. Six episodes are on iHeart Podcast right now. So do you and Beth actually get together to do it, or do you do it via Zoom? Via yeah. Zoom. She's in Los Angeles. Still, man, she's just crushing it. Yeah. Beth, I mean, when she came back on the, the season of the challenge, yeah. the, the All Stars, everybody's like, "What? I thought you were done doing this." And right. she's like, "I'm back," and she said the B word. <laughs> yeah, she nice. does. Well, look, everybody out there, it is so cool, man. <laughs> like, this is so cool. You can follow John at John Brennan underscore com, like dot com, like dot com. Yeah, John Brennan B R E N N A N underscore com. We're gonna play true story on the national countdown. Wow. This weekend, which is going to be super cool. Thank you so for much. us and for you. Our biggest interview, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that lunchbox, yeah. you're exactly right. This is the biggest interview. It is. Well, he was going to say of the year, and then he changed it to yet, like mid breath. Huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> biggest Never. interview. Yeah. There. Um, I mean, we've had a couple teen moms on here, but this, this, <laughs> yeah. John, we really appreciate you. I'm flattered and honored. Yeah. You have a great show. How did you know we were our, talking about you? Uh, my phone lit up. My phone lit up, and they say, hey, well, a year ago, Lunchbox is talking about the homecoming. On, and I'm so, so I start tweeting. Uh -huh. And then last week, it was uh, uh, Bobby Bones played your song and was talking about you in the People Magazine article. And I'm like, okay. So uh, the next day, I was calling in, but it was busy. And then you know, on your website, it says text in. So I'm texting in, and, and I thought, oh, man, I'm not going to be able to get through. And then your producer uh, uh, messaged me, and I was like, yes. That's awesome. Ah, Scoop Steve, man. I'm wondering who hit him up. Was it David? Was it uh, Beth? Was it, I mean, I'm just trying, people from the real world. No, it, it, no, it, it, it was. his cousin, dude. Oh. Just, yeah, okay. everybody, everybody in Kentucky <laughs> and Alabama. Uh -oh. John, really great to meet you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, awesome. Uh, final words, Lunchbox. Man, dude, it's just awesome. It was, one of my dreams was to be on Real World. Real World doesn't happen anymore. But, I mean, it's just it's cool to live through you. <laughs> man let's be friends like let's hang out and, and my next big dream is for is for you to be saying and now here's john brennan on the grand Ole opry mm, that would be a good i would love to go back that would be a good one i mean i can say it but he won't be there i mean i can say it right now but well, it won't matter but yes i hear what you're saying uh john brennan there he is go follow him we'll put the link up to his stuff on our website too thank you john brennan thank everybody. you so much it's time for the good news With producer eddie tell me something good 
Raquel Baker is a school bus driver in Dallas, Texas, and she's driving the bus, you know, going down the road, and she uh, looks in the mirror, and she's like, is that Preston coming this way? Little Preston's in the back. He's doing magic tricks, trying to hide a quarter. He puts a quarter in his mouth, right? Runs up. Preston, what's wrong? <gasps> Raquel thinks, oh my gosh, Preston's going to throw up. So she pulls the bus over, opens the door. He, Preston goes out. He's like, no, I'm not throwing up. I'm choking. So she realizes He was it. hiding a quarter in his mouth. Yeah, Kid, the first thing about magic is don't put anything in any holes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> first rule of magic, don't put any of that stuff in holes. Okay, go ahead. So the bus driver is like, oh my gosh, she, he's choking. So she starts doing the Heimlich. Uh, 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 spits the quarter out. Saves the boy. Nice. Yeah, nice. That choking. When you can't breathe and you're choking, it is the most helpless feeling. Oh, ask Mike D, man. We were sitting in the car. And oh, and you he, saved his life? Well, he was choking. And For like I, three seconds. I, I went into action, and I, I hit him as hard as I could on his back three times, and the what, food what, came up. What was, the f- what was the food? Mine's always a chip. Yeah, I'm like, a, yeah, I'm going to die from a chip. It was a wrap. A wrap. It was okay. the same day that I said, hey, guys, order whatever you want on this mm-hmm. app for lunch, and I'll, I'll pay for it. <laughs> and Eddie ordered... He did a full lunchbox and ordered like four entrees. It was like three. It was like three. I think, is that the day I ordered avocado toast and no ac- avocado. accidentally hit the no avocado button and literally had <laughs> a piece of toast? Different day. Bit. Yeah, different day. Same place. I said, Amy, here, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get lunch if you guys want anything. Yeah. And she goes, yeah, I'm going to get some avocado toast. And it yeah. shows up and I get the toast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is this? I'm like, did someone order just toast? It's like literally the most expensive piece of toast. Yeah. Because they still charged you they for the They still charge me for toast. the avocado and removing it. <laughs> yeah. Avocado toast, please. No right, avocado. Right, right. Hold the right. avocado. Right. Yeah. The kid's safe. He's good, and she's a hero. Always keep your avocado on the avocado yes. toast yeah. or just order toast. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. I was like, ain't she goes, no, there's no way. Then she looked at her phone, or we looked at it, and it said minus avocado. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. <laughs> Tell me if you saw this in your neighborhood, if you think it's funny or if it's inappropriate. Because in this one neighborhood, it's Halloween, had a bunch of skeletons, fine. But they had a pole they were doing on a a street sign at first, and the skeleton was pole dancing with other skeletons sitting in chairs watching it. Hilarious. It's funny, but I don't I don't want it in my neighborhood. It's you not, don't want it in your neighborhood. It's not appropriate. I don't want to have to drive by it with my kids and explain anything. Some guy in Utah created this Halloween decoration <laughs> showing a skeleton pole dancing on a street sign. And pole dancing like its legs were the mm. one holding it, its head was down. Yeah, 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 mm. like acrobat mm-hmm. big stuff. Okay. Neighbors complained, mm-hmm. so the guy then took it and moved it to his private property, made it even bigger, so now it's a whole... It's like <laughs> at Christmas when they have the manger, but it's like that. It's, it's big, it's Halloween. Halloween. So people are upset. Oh, take it down, it's me. Thoughts? In your neighborhood, would you like it, Amy? No. But I won't. I'm not going to complain about it. I'll just go another way, maybe. Why couldn't you just tell kids that didn't understand it that it was just uh, climbing on a monkey bar or something? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, there's ways around it. Like I said, I'm not going to complain, but I'm going to be like, kids, stop being ridiculous. Eddie? I don't think my kids would even know what it's do- what they're doing, so I'd say, yeah, let's keep it. That's funny. Lunchbox? I think it's hilarious for adults and kids just think, oh, look, that person's upside down. That's silly. Like, if you know, then you know. And if right. you don't, you don't. And yeah. it's funny. I think it's funny. I could see my kids going home to being like, Googling, like, you know, person on a pole with people watching. Oh, that's like, to But also, out. and you know, they're putting them in those chairs, like when you go to a game, you unfold. <laughs> yeah. <the> skeletons are <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also, what if they're at like a workout class? Yeah. No one uh, ever thought about that. 
They do have pole dancing workout Absolutely classes. Absolutely, they yep, do. Yep, yep. Mm, okay. They could be at a workout class watching mm-hmm. their friend who just rehabilitated oh. from a motorcycle accident. Oh, uh, <laughs> a fireman going down a pole. Oh, yep. that's good, Andy. But not got, like that. But I actually like, got uh, flipped upside down. Yeah, not like that. Speaking of bones, listen to this. Four people have been accused of illegally trafficking over a million dollars worth of dinosaur bones. Like real ones? What? Where do they get those? Yeah, I thought those were... Four people have been accused of illegally trafficking over a million dollars worth of dinosaur bones, unraveling the mysteries of prehistoric life hidden within the rugged landscapes of Utah. These are two Utah stories here. A federal grand jury in Salt Lake City indicted the group for their alleged involvement in purchasing and selling more than $1 million worth of resources, which included 150,000 pounds of dinosaur bones illegally taken from federal and state lands in southeastern Utah. Sounds like they dug them up themselves. Well, finders keepers. Wow. I don't know if that's the case. Let me read on. From 2018 to 2023, they engaged in the purchase, transportation, and export of dinosaur bones from federal lands. Wow, some of this stuff looks crazy. So if you find dinosaur bones, you can't keep that stuff? That's what I'm saying. Maybe it depends on where you find it. Your land. Well, first of all, if you, some, they, they did steal some of this, oh, okay. if not all of it. There was a lot of... <laughs> but on that, I don't know. Not a, but I would think if you found it on your land, you probably get to keep it. That's my that's my dinosaur. But I don't bone. think they were they found yeah. it on their land. But if you find it in a national park, it's the that's National yes. Park Service. Yep, 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 yep. That's it. They are accused of conspiring to conceal and retain stolen U.S. property knowingly. They stockpiled these resources for sale at gym and mineral shows and na- national vendors, and they show they were showing some. Uh, they are now in trouble, obviously. But wow. that, that's a lot of dinosaur bones. That was a thing. I would think that all those dinosaur bones, too, would be more than a million dollars. Or 150,000 pounds. Selling yeah. more than $1 million. Like, dinosaur bones, that's so rare. That should be Maybe like... But like, I don't know, you know that it's all, all, all dinosaur bone. bones. I right. think yeah. there are some dinosaur bones. And they also say they were paleontological resources. Mm, okay. okay. The, so just rocks, too? Or rocks that have fossils? Yeah, fossil yeah. type things? Yeah. Um. I only know paleontology because Ross on Friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I just don't understand how. I, I, like, how do you go to your buddy like, "Hey, man, I got a great idea. T-Rex. I think we should steal some dinosaur bones, some paleontology uh, <laughs> tools." Like, what? And then he's like, "Yeah, you know what? My, my neighbor would be into that too. Can we bring him in on board?" Like, how do you get four people involved in this operation? I'm sure someone works in an area where they know the value of it. They could work in minerals. Yeah. Uh, and then all it takes is to go, "Hey, I know how we can make some money." Okay. I'm in. Yeah. I'm, I'm down with my neighbors money. for sure. And then <laughs> that's from NBC LA. Thought that was crazy. Okay, let's go with it. We have this huge pallet. And on this pallet, there's a big box with Amazon written on the side of it. And these are all items that people have returned to Amazon. We went and bought this mysterious pallet for over 500 bucks. We all put in like $80. We've been opening stuff. Right now, we have guessed all the stuff we've opened. If we sell it all, the value is worth about $321. And that's if. But that's if it sells sell. and if somebody does all the work. Some of so sale. we have the guys, what they have that? big boxes now. Dude, that looks awesome. Eddie, Ed Lunchmask goes, what is that? And Eddie laughs and goes, I don't know. Oh, you <laughs> like, don't know what know it is. But it looks junk. awesome, dude. It's a big one. It looks expensive. Yeah, it's what? really expensive. That's nothing has been expensive. We have it's well, all garbage. This is, hey. Okay, Lunchbox, what do you have for us first? Uh, first, we have a... A black... Looks like maybe a tent or something? It looks like a tarp, maybe. It's a C-E-M-O-F-E, 14 to 16 feet. C-E-M... Uh, oh, yeah, this is real... Oh, it's like a canopy, baby. Oh, it is. It's a 14 by 16 foot waterproof bass boat cover. Woo! That's what I'm talking bass about! Bass boat? Hey, we got some fishermen out there that need it. All right, new. 60 bucks. Yeah, it's new. Nice. We'll say 25 Okay, all right. Sell it for fine, 25 Fine, fine. Okay. Next. 
Oh, you don't need to open it. It's sealed. Yeah, we it's sealed. Do we have any cat lovers out there? Amy is. Oh, we got a new age pet house. New age pet outdoor cat shelter. Yes. Natural russet, russet one, one set. set. Brand new. Never been open, baby. Let's go, Mikey. I have an indoor cat, so. Oh, well, maybe he wants to go outside, get some fresh air. New age pet. The, the size is 19 by 25. It's a bunch of centimeters. Okay, it looks here like the price is. 300. No. 80, bu- 80 bucks. All right. So it's still sealed. So we'll go. We can get 50% then, 40. <laughs> mm. All right. Hey, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Rarely will I say that we can get 50% for anything in this This thing. This is a big one. You want to put it up here so they can see it? Bones, this is crazy because it's got like five boxes in one. Five boxes. One, two, three, four, five, six boxes in one. Let's pull it out. What do we got? Sounds like more crap. Oh! Hey! Toilet seats! seats. Everybody needs toilet seats. Are there six toilet seats? Yeah. Six toilet seats. What kind, though? Uh, Rings and covers. Okay. Made in the USA. Those go for $7 each. Bemis, right there. Yeah. Bemis B-E-M-I-S 70 toilet what? seat. Well, they're, they're nine fifty five count. How many are in there? Six. six. They go for $7 each. Okay. okay. Six times seven is 42. We could probably sell them to our company because we need to- new toilet seats get, in there. I'd say you get $15 for that box. Okay. okay. All right. There, there's someone that owns like an apartment complex or a dormitory that needs those. Mm-hmm. Maybe an, oh, an okay. oh, big dog. This is like under the Christmas tree, the big oh. gift. The big gift. Oh, man. Oh, boy. This Hands. thing is probably four foot long. Oh, yeah. A foot and a half wide. Whoa. Read the brand. What's the brand? Hands Grow. H A N S. G-R-O-H-E. Don't know what it is. It is awesome looking, though. It's got a box. It's got a box, and it's got some, like, poles or something. And then we got poles. Is it a sink? Oh, it might be a sink, man. Because there's one of these options is pretty expensive. One's pretty cheap. Oh, it's probably the expensive one if I know us. Our luck. Is that a sink? What is that, Definitely a sink. It's a sink. Okay. Oh, it's it's, it's a shower. It's a shower uh, thing. Nozzle. Nozzle. Shower. We got a shower. Guys. Is it a sink or a shower? Shower. Hands <laughs> grow. Rain dance. Rain dance. Oh. 300. Like a shower head. Hold on. Say it again. Rain dance what? 300. Yeah. Rain dance 300. We are in the money. <sighs> Hands grow. We can't find the rain dance three. Is there some of the two? Nah, it says 300, man. Okay. Oh, yeah, Mike, okay. do you want to come look? Will you hand that to Mike? Okay. Thank you. We're right. Okay, what do you have? Rain okay. dance, baby. Let's make it rain money. Which one, Mike? Eddie. This is it. Hey, guys, it's the whole set. Okay. It's the whole set. Brand new. Brand new. It goes for, if you were to get it on eBay, are you sure that's it, Mike? I'm sure. Let's circle back. Oh! Oh, okay, circle, oh back. circle back! Hey, guys, who's glad they invested now? Wait, Eddie, we got to put this away, man. Oh, we got something else? You want to keep going? Yeah. Here, one more, one more. One more. Oh, boy. Don't even open it. It's sealed. Oh, yeah. Item number 8947. <laughs> They're playing bingo? What's that? <laughs> it what? is cubicle stack and hang two cube organizer. Color white dimensions made in Malaysia. Yeah, but we don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I'm just telling you what it is. Uh, it doesn't have a brand name. So that's what we Are we got. running out of stuff in the box, Eddie? Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 Okay, it's a... Cubicle stack and hang. Yeah, it's, it's a, a stack and it's hang. It's a... 
it's a cube organizer. So there's Description. two cube cubicles. Holes. Stack and hang, two cube organizer. That's what right. I said. Like you guys said, and I said it was made in Malaysia. Hang it in a bathroom or something, maybe. Next to our rain dance. Mm-hmm. See, we got the whole bathroom set, and we got toilet seats. Take those two things over to Mike. I'm going to play this song. We're going to let him look those up online. I mean, we could start to throw together, like, uh, packages, like, everything you need for a bathroom. We got enough stuff to build a house. We built our own house out of this tiny home. Yeah, we got toilet paper the other day, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Okay, let me play this song. We'll come back and get two answers on those. All right, I've been working with the crew. The hanger thing that we have, it's a closet-made cubicle, two-cube storage unit shelf organizer. You guys made in it? Malaysia? They're breaking, They're breaking things. Stuff. That's uh, it. If you were to buy it new, it'd be 20 bucks. We could probably get... 20? Yeah. We could probably get five bucks for it. It's all beat up, too. I mean, it's not, but the package is, so you're not going to get new price for it. Yeah. The other thing that we couldn't figure out, because there was so much in the box, was some kind of shower set? Yeah, it's a rain dancer shower... Like hands grow. We looked this up. I mean, hands grow sounds like it is it European. Is. So if I if I said sixty bucks, would you feel like that was under or over selling it? Under. Okay. Under. It, under. Because it's listed new as six hundred. What? 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 Oh, my oh, my oh my god! Oh my god! We did it! We did it! No, no, no. Oh, but you can't oh, sell it new. Okay, 300. 300. We'll put it down for 300. Oh, guys, we did it. We hit the big jackpot. Woo! We haven't done anything yet, but that is a good find. Wow. Oh, so, my goodness. They, so how does this get returned? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't well, they get their money back, and it just goes into the return. Millionaires, man. We, I mean. <laughs> so that is, the price to buy it new is $638.53. Careful, the bottom's about to fall out we of it. We can probably sell it for 300 Oh, my wow. goodness. So total right now, Amy runs over to it to look at it. Oh, Amy wants to buy it? No. Amy will, buy, will sell it to Amy right now for how much? For, $2.20. Mike, total price on what we have so So right now, if we sold everything, $737. Right, that looks nice, right, Amy? Go to, it's it's nice. definitely not. $600. Remember, we have to mail stuff out, too. There's, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, of, they pay for shipping. We don't well, handle that. We'll see. Well, you right now, we're at $700. Oh, my oh, goodness. Wow. How much do we spend on the whole thing? $5.50. Okay. Hey, this... Go. Hey. This is called a plot twist. You guys thought it was all junk. No, we're in it. And now... It had been all junk. But guess what? It just okay. takes one. It just takes one. Like Thank they you. Say on the Challenge USA, you just have to have one ball in the hopper. Here are your big songs. The number one country song, Jason Aldean. Here you go. Try that in a small town. Number one pop song, Doja Cat, Paint the Town Red. Said. Number one rock song, Blink-182, One More Time. Do I have to die to hear you miss me? Do I, have to I just picture the dude being 60, still singing the same way. <laughs> I know. I miss my mom. She went to work. <laughs> How long do I sit in the basement? I'm 63 years old. I do like that song, though. I do like Blink-182. Yeah. It's just, that's just a, that sound... You feel like you should tap out at some point, but I'm glad it doesn't. But if it worked for so long, why change it? <laughs> Even if you're way older. I'm hitting puberty. Dude, you're 73. <laughs> Here's Amy's pile of stories. So Bumble and Butterball are working together to help people find Friendsgiving plans. Bumbleball. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Yeah, well, so Bumble started off as a, a dating app, but then it moved into the friendship space too, and you can meet friends on Bumble, and then now, because of Thanksgiving, 
They're launching a new Friendsgiving planning feature on November 1st that will help connect users for holiday plans. So like if you don't have anything to do, maybe you can find a, like a place to go. In theory, I like it. Bumble is probably still 99% of dating app, right? It's sure. one of the safer ones, Morgan, right? Because the, the woman has to go to the guy or no? Yeah, it's yeah. one of the safer ones, that and Hinge. And so with Bumble and the friendship thing, people that get on apps looking for friends, do you feel like they're losers? No, I mean, I did it. I made a friend on there uh, when I first moved to Nashville. Purposefully? Yeah, like I got on the bum on the friendship side of Bumble, and I, we didn't like stay friends, but we went out a few times and like we hung out, and it was it just didn't like work out as being friends long term. But it was great to like have somebody when I first moved here. Yeah, I felt like I would have done that, and I'm a loser, and would have been a loser. So I felt like I was for the losers. I, I could have used that in college. Like in college, when I first got there, I'm like, I don't know anyone. That would have well, been yeah, cool. Yeah, in college, but like you're an adult. You're th- if you're 30. I just feel like that'd have been something I would have been on and then made, been made fun of just mercifully by Lunchbox. Yeah. Like I'm trying to find friends on Bumble and it would it would have just been destroyed. But if it's normal people, then go I, for it. No, they're not normal people. people. If you're online looking for friends, they're not normal people. That's not I'm true. Sure. Okay. I think you at one time could say that about people dating on apps, okay. but that's so normal now. Right. The friendship thing I think is where dating used to be, yeah. where people are probably doing it, but it's weird. I mean, think about it. What if you move to a new city and it's a holiday and you know you're going to a safe space where... You sound like something bad's about to happen. Yeah, you sound like a murder mystery. I yeah. No, I'm to a new city. Safe it's space a is there. <laughs> a safe space online. Colonel where- Mustard has the candlestick. Oh. Okay. okay, it's I a like Friendsgiving it. feature. I definitely am not going to go to somebody's Thanksgiving, though, that I don't know, and I just met on an app as a friend. But how cool, though. I like it. In theory, I, I like it a lot. Nerd mm-hmm. alert. But I knew that would happen. Yeah, go ahead. Listen, I'll try anything for good sleep. This is why we talk about it so much. And there's a new study suggesting that a key to good night's sleep can be found in kiwi eating kiwi before bed had a very positive impact on sweet sleep quality for a group of athletes they fell asleep 35 percent faster and slept eight percent longer kiwi I, mean, I really have no opinion on kiwi other than i don't mind little clips of it in my fruit salad right. but also i don't eat a lot of fruit salad but i don't take the kiwi out if i eat fruit salad but i don't pursue fruit salad yeah sometimes it's just there uh, it's like sour. It's the green one, right? Yeah, it's a like little, sour a little kiwi bit. Kiwi is amazing. And if you're going to eat it right, you eat the brown stuff on the outside. The like skin? Kiwi aficionado over here. Yeah. Listen to him. Yes. Yeah, right. the skin's kind of hairy to me. That that's bothers me, but I, I've heard it's nutritious. And it's an underrated fruit, if you ask me. Now I'm going to go get some. Okay. <laughs> Lunchbox convinced me. <laughs> so Dolly Parton recorded Wrecking Ball with Miley Cyrus. It's Miley's song, but their version came out, and it's really good. And she says that ever since the first time she heard it, she knew she wanted to do it with Miley. I remember the first time I heard Wrecking Ball. It hit me the same way it did the first time I heard I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. I was driving, heard that one, and I almost wrecked. And when I heard wrecking ball, I almost wrecked again. I thought when it started into that course, I thought it hit me like a wrecking ball. I thought, well, how great can a song be? It's on her new rock record. So cool. Dolly can still sing. She's so good. Yeah. And you're like, can't she? And then she goes, yep, (laughs) she can. Okay. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Back in 2013, this family lost their home in Queens. And there's a big fire. And so they spent the next... 
four or five years moving between friends and relatives' homes. There were six sisters. And so the dad was homeschooling them, and they would live temporarily with people as they were trying to get back on their feet. So that's exactly what happened. These six sisters all got their GEDs. They received bachelor's degrees then from State University of New York. And now they're all between 19 and 25. They're either in the master's program or they are nurses already. That's cool. And it just talks about how the dad focused on them through homeschool and still having to work while they tried to get back on their feet so they could buy a house and that they're all now kind of set. Like they did the hard work when times were tough and now they're all going to have really good careers. So things weren't going good for them, obviously, but they had perseverance. They got through it and they're going to be better for it. I love that story. And big shout out to the dad too, David Lawrence. Big shout out to the dad. That's encouraging to me as a parent, like just to persevere through homework with my kids. Homework, yes. (laughs) There's some people whose house burns down and there's homework. homework. (laughs) No, I mean, he still making the time to do all of that and commit because sometimes like there's that's a lot there's Mm -hmm. that's not lost on me at all like he's a hero six kids yeah Yeah. i started thinking like i'm canceling practices because i'm overwhelmed right yeah and he's committed he has house their house burned down i know i know i'm just saying like he did it at Mm -hmm. the worst of times and here i am at the not so worst of times that was my, my point yeah I hope that came across right. <laughs> it did. I'm just giving you a hard time for sure. Thank you. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.